Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The Ryan Tuberty Show. On Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Oh, hello there. You're listening to The Ryan Tuberty Show with Paddy Power Games. And on this week's episode, we spoke to none other than Hollywood superstar and, as it happens, a good friend of mine, Mr. Russell Crowe. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. Who is this man? Well, in a few words, uh, I've been broadcasting in Ireland for the last 20 years or thereabouts. Actually, it started off when I was 12 years old, reviewing books on the radio as a child. But that's going back too far. Next up, the maternity ward. Suffice to say, I, I've been working away quietly uh, in Irish television on a show called The Late Late Show. For those of you in Ireland, you know what I'm talking about. For those who aren't, uh, they were saying, oh, very good. And you can... I know what you're going to do all day now. You're going to look up old clips because that's what I would do. No. And it was the most lovely job in the world. And I worked in Irish radio also for about 20 years. And that was also a magnificent job. And now I'm working here and uh, living here and loving here in London and uh, having a great time so far. Uh, lovely welcome uh, from everybody. And the listeners, you guys, are being very, very nice today. I don't know if it's just because of the first day for the new boy at the new school. But either way, from all around the world, you've been getting in touch uh, good luck for the new show, says Fran. Fran gives a little information as to who he, presuming he's Fran, Francis with an I, as opposed to Francis with an E, because that changes the gender immediately. But Fran signs himself uh, herself as Fran in Aberdeen, originally from Dublin. So you're covering everything there. So you're like a one-man Anglo-Irish agreement, sitting there saying, good luck for the new show, looking forward to first-time WhatsApper, long-time Listener, as Chris would say. Well, that's the thing. We're encouraging you to follow us and get stuck in on WhatsApp. And the number is plus four four treble three double zero treble three double zero. Here's another one. Best of luck, uh, Ryan, on your new show. You talked to me live on air on 2FM. That's a radio station I worked on some time ago. On the prom, which is a beautiful long walk in Salt Hill in the county of Galway nearly 10 years ago. A few days before my 50th birthday. Just aged yourself by 10 years. But it's nice to have you with us here. And uh, thank you indeed for getting in touch. Uh, and we appreciate that. Next July, he says, I'll be 60. Where have all the years gone? Hopefully, that's a, a, a rhetorical question because otherwise I'd be here for a long, long time trying to answer it. But thank you, Tommy. Uh, good to hear from you from Galway and wish you well this 2024. What a year this is going to be. I'm, I'm excited. Already. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face going, I cannot wait to go to work. I cannot wait to get stuck into this year. I cannot wait to say goodbye to 2023 because I've got, just got a good feeling about this year. As I was saying to Chris and Vassas a little earlier on, if you're a political anorak like I am, you'll get to know these things. I'm a bookworm. I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a, I like Star Trek. I, 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 I watch, I, I read newspapers. I like hard copy books. Even when 
I was coming across from airport to airport, my bag was so stuffed with books they couldn't fit into the... And, you know, people say, get a Kindle. No, you get a Kindle. I don't want a Kindle. I don't want I don't want a device that says, you have 44% of your book read. I want a bookmark with leaves. I don't want to smell the print. I want to go into the shop and go, ah, look at the spines. They're my friends. So I, I, that's that's where I'm going with that. If, if that's your vibe, well, then you're going to enjoy what we do here. The Ryan Tubridy Show. The Ryan Tubridy Show. On Virgin Radio. Ryan, all the best with the new show. Thank you. I am 26 and listening in from Melbourne. Where is that now? We know. Uh, looking forward to having your show for company during the weeknights, Oz time. All the best. P.S. Yes, Rowan from Enniscary in County Wicklow. My dad, Gary, was <laughs> was your dentist in Ireland and and always speaks very admiringly of you. That's so funny because that they were generations of dentists. So Gary, one of the nicest people you could meet. His dad was also the family dentist for 100 years. And I know his brother, your brothers, your uncles and everything like that. That is fun. The world shrinking. I think we should keep it in Australia and say good morning to Russell Crowe. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, mate. How are you doing? I'm fine. Is it, is it the case that are you trying to host a dinner party with a bunch of pals? And then yes, you're very I kind of everybody stepping... being in the room, being very quiet at the moment <laughs> while uh, I'm, I'm talking to you. A young fellow that uh, picked up the phone asked me not to swear. Oh, yeah. And how do you feel about that? I don't know where he got the idea that I'd be doing that. This, um, <laughs> that that's uh, that's but, you know, it's just a bit like a red rag, though. I, I, now I know, I know. Mind, I'm not allowed to swear. That's all I'm thinking about. All, all you're doing is uh, you're looking at the red button that says, don't press me. And you're saying... That's right. All I want to do... Anyway, so everybody here just uh, wants to say hello. Yeah. Hey, that's just in case you thought I was sitting alone. You don't have a, a button and, and with an AI bunch of friends. Because we're, we're in the bush on the farm in Australia. So for atmosphere, we, we, we thought you'd give you some animal sounds. Please. And uh, perhaps some native birds. <laughs> anyway, so that gives you the feeling of the bush. Ryan, we're... <laughs> Russell, um, I hope you don't get any more uh, sane in 2024 because your your uh, oblique sense of humour is is part of the charm of what you've just done to your guests who must be thinking to themselves, have we just been squawking and mooing on the radio? Uh, to, 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 yes, just for you. Just, just for you. me. I'm to on... celebrate your, well, is, is it the losing of your virginity or the gaining of a virgin job? What well, we actually... beautifully put, because that's not bad language. That's just biblical. And uh, I would say it's a new beginning. Shall we Shall we go with that, a new start? Yeah, brilliant. And listen, tell brilliant, me... Man. I think, yeah, look, I think you're going to do great things in that town. The town is uh, a fascinating city, as we all know. And uh, I think you're just perfect for that place, man. I think... Uh, the audience is going to find you very, very interesting. What are you currently reading at the moment, Brian? Oh, you're asking me anything, and I will tell you that, uh, you know, we're, I love my books, and I love crime, actually. And what I'm reading is, I just got on to... So J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter, has done a whole crime series written, write, write, writing as Robert Galbraith, and it's uh, the main character is called Strike. It's based in London, very contemporary, uh, really well-written total page turners and perfect you know at the start of the new year where your head is kind of buzzing with with everything you just want something that is just smart and 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 clever and intriguing and that's exactly what it is it's it's wonderful what about you have you anything on anything interesting well i'm building up to shooting uh nuremberg so oh, amazing 
I just finished the Jack L. High book, uh, The Psychiatrist and the Nazi. And now I'm deep into the David Irving, uh, Irving um, Goering biography. So my head's sort of filled with all those facts and figures and places and names at the moment. Yeah, of course. You have to be careful who you read, don't you, with when you're talking about history like that, because all sorts of uh, danger lies as, as you move along. What character are you playing in the Nuremberg film? I'm dying to... to, to well, Herman Goering. You're playing Goering? Yes. So uh, that's why I'm focused on on his life and what he was, you know, what it achieved beforehand. And, you know, the very interesting thing about that Jack O'Hire book is that um, the psychiatrist that was, you know, put into the Nuremberg situation with the top 22 Nazis. Yeah. His, you know, the first guy that, that did that job, his um, conclusion at the end of the conversation was that, you know, because they were looking for reasons. Why would you, be involved in this kind yeah. of situation? Why would you drive your populace in this way, you know? And they were looking for ways to call them crazy, and that would make it easy, right? Yeah. Make it easy if you go, okay, all the guys involved in this, they're all just stark raving mad. That's why they did it. But the first psychiatrist, which makes it very interesting, found them all to be completely normal. Yeah. That is fascinating. And for whatever reason, collectively had responded in, in a certain way. That is... But... Uh, that's sort of far more intriguing than just simply marking them all as, as crazy, you know? And it, it, it reminds me of that, uh, it was not Hannah Arendt who was watching the Nuremberg trials, or at least the Eichmann trials, sorry, and described it as the banality of evil, that these people were, they could have been working as accountants or teachers and they just yeah. turned and it all, and there's, it, it, it would be so much simpler for us to be able to go, they were all psychiatric, they were all unwell, but actually nothing of the sort, as you're saying. Yeah, very, very odd situation that, that history sort of, you know, the burn of, of the First World War and the, you know, the Treaty of Versailles and how that affected German nationalism and, and yeah. you know, the resentment that that caused and, and what grew out of that. You know, it's it's, it's a very interesting situation. Now, anyway, anyway. Have, have you explained to the, your audience how white your legs are? Well, I haven't got into that level of detail. We haven't gone quite granular now. And I was trying to explain a bit earlier on to right. Chris Evans, who I know you know. Um, well, they, they should be warned because, you know, you, you, come summer, next summer, you might don shorts and then babies will start crying and traffic accidents will be caused. <laughs> and dogs start barking and, and, and house guests start becoming parakeets. I mean, you do you want to explain to people why why you know about my legs or how do you feel about that? <laughs> Oh, we could probably just leave it to their imagination. <laughs> no. um, uh, Ryan is a tennis player, ladies and gentlemen. He likes the, a Amateur. game of, of tennis. Amateur. And in that sport, of course, the uh, normal attire for most players is short. And that's how I know the uh, pallor of Ryan's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps should be lack thereof. And I will um, thank you uh, for that insult. And I will I will echo your 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 unpleasantness by by saying uh, by by not emphasise it by saying when I came out onto the tennis court one day and you said looking at me and shouting to the assembled uh, it was a sextet there were six of us in total uh, the other five you said could somebody ask Ryan to turn his legs down. Uh, at which point I realised they must be really quite dense. But they hadn't seen daylight uh, for about 34 years, So, because I retired from sport at the age of nine. 
Yeah, cool, man. So, so, so that was what anyway. I mean. And uh, let me ask you one or two things before I let you go back to your dinner party, which you are including. When you did, uh, when you when you've done films in the past, you've you've taken on an accent. When we were hanging out a little bit, the Pope's Exorcist. I remember you telling me before, you know, we we played. Uh, on a Sunday, and then you were you were kind of quoting Latin, like long scenes in Latin with it with a beautiful Italian accent on it. And then if you you did a Greek accent with was it Thor um, that you were Thor, yeah, yeah. Yep, and you, did that, you took that accent on there. Will you? I mean, is that something? Are you going to go the same way with Goring? Uh, or are you just going to speak in your own accent? Or have you thought about that? Or yeah, yeah, no, there'll, there'll be an accent. There'll be a, a flavour. You know, I've got a lot of. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, hours of tape of him talking so I can, you know, zero in on, on how he uh, actually sounded. You know, one of the things about him, man, is he was fully conversant in English. He didn't uh, let on to start with really? when they first started talking with him, but uh, very soon they realized that he was had a huge vocabulary and was completely fluent in English, you know. Um, but but- uh, he still speaks with an accent. Moving, just pivoting slightly to the other side to your to, to your career, which I know you love. I I often think I don't know you you know that well. I don't want to 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 assume anything, but I sometimes get the impression that you nearly love the singing and performing as as much, if not more, than acting. Well, it's a funny thing because I, I you know I have a great love for my day job. You know, I love acting and I love. You know how uh, you can construct a character, and you build on information, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I love the exactitude of a, a camera, and how you can really bring people along on the journey. You know, and but I suppose in a way, it's a little bit like if there was a sport analogy. You know, then it, it's a, a solo pursuit. It's it's kind of similar to golf or something like that. Yeah. You know, where you you basic really really just competing against yourself to get the best out of yourself in a performance yet when, when you're touring with a band, it's like being in a football team, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, there's definitely a camaraderie on set with, with actors for sure, but it's a different kind of energy when you're all performing the same thing at the same time, you know? Yes. And, um, I think when it comes to music, there's just, just a very joyful space to, for me to be in. And I love the anticipation of a show and I love the, you know, the energy of, of, of the actual show itself and, and also the sort of adrenaline come down post-show. So, you know, it's it's where I come from, man. I, I got yeah. to um, film very in a very strange journey, you know. It begins with being a nightclub DJ yeah. and then performing as a, you know, on, on the same sort of club stages and then touring with bands. And then I got into musical theatre and somehow I get to film from musical theater. So it, um, you know, that, that stuff, it, it never goes away. You'll hear, you know, Hopkins or whatever will between films or, you know, you still want to do a, a series, a, you know, a season, sorry, of, of King Lear or something. And, and that re-energized yeah. him because that's where he came from. For me, I come from performing in, in pubs and, and clubs and, and concert halls. So, to me, it kind of refills the tank, you know. Loved, loved, loved your Javert in Les Mis. I, I just thought you brought a lovely intensity to it. Loved it. Anyway, Indoor Garden Party um, is the band, and you are. Are you are you going to be playing back in London, or is that the plan, or Europe generally? Yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be doing some shows at the end of June and the beginning of July Great. in the UK and, and Ireland, and I think we've also we'll be doing a few shows in the 
on the continent, Italy maybe, and then we're booked in Paris too for uh, a night uh, early July. So it's going to be some um, some cool shows coming up. You, you you need to get back to your, to your dinner party. Two questions relating to that and then we're gone. Uh, one, what are you serving or have you served? What's for dinner? Uh, yeah, dinner's over. Hold on, I'll go and... You find uh, the menu. I'm actually, I can get you the menu. Yeah, yes, hold please. on a second. Do, do you actually have a printed out <laughs> menu? Or? Oops, sorry, I'm stepping over staff lying on the ground because they're trying to be quiet. Beaten as usual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tonight's yeah. uh, main course was uh, isolate beef tataki, caramelised onion, crispy garlic and ponzu, Japanese scallops, um, teriyaki, broccolini and spinach gomi and toasted sesame, zucchini, miso glaze, crispy tempura, and, uh, of course, the short uh, grain steam rice. <laughs> which you had absolutely nothing to do with preparing but nevertheless you can read a menu and, right. and read it with skill is the, is the, is the bar open? Uh, well the bar is uh, not open right now because oh. we're all sitting in anticipation of um, the role down the, in the dining room just uh, we're going to have a quiz tonight what? you absolute <laughs> nerd <laughs> absolutely what? no and I'm the quiz master so yeah. I just take all the the guilt and aggression from the participants. <laughs> what are you? Uh, what what's our, are the categories, or how have you decided to run the quiz? Uh, this this one is quite far ranging. This is, it's going to cover sport and politics and just general knowledge. Okay, be about fifty questions. Okay, good on you. You've had a long you've had a long few days now, and now it's, it's quiz time. I, I like that. Uh, I, I'm going to let you go and get involved with your quiz. We, you're very good to take well, our call this morning. We were getting smashed off our heads on tequila, but tonight's quiz night, so things change. <laughs> Listen, I was I, I'll say this quickly because I did mention it a bit earlier on when when one of the nights we went out uh, after the late late show, and uh, it was uh, you 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 you're a good man for your tequila, and uh, I'll take a pint of Guinness, but also you're Russell Crowe and I'm me. Um, I think I survived about three or four drinks and you were, <laughs> I was carted off. But uh, it's a different, what's what's the tequila of uh, of your dreams? Uh, I, I drink a thing called Clase Azul. From what part um, of the world? Which is, it's Mexican, it's a 20-year-old reposado. deal, yeah, okay. Um, but if we're speaking about alcohol, we should be talking about, you know, Great investment I made a few years ago when working in Ireland. Oh, indeed. Uh, yeah, we, I, I'd a actually... small uh, company from the north. Yes. There's a, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening still, <laughs> there's a, uh, a little town in the north of Ireland called Muff. Yes, I know it well. And uh, there was this man called Phil McLennan. He was a potato grower, and he used to make pochine, which is sort of like an Irish white lightning out of his... Um, Spare potatoes, shall we say. Yeah, pochi, like moonshine you know, or what have you, yeah. Pretty much, right? And supply it to his, his friends and neighbours. You know, the, the legend was that Friday at, at Phil's was always a good place to gather, you know. And um, his granddaughter has um, legitimised the old man's business. And we make, uh, from potatoes, we make both uh, vodka and gin. Yeah. And it is, of course, called the Muff Liquor Company. And it is a, it is a great. We, we, why don't we talk about that in in June or July next time you're in town? We can we can we can uh, go further with that Beautiful. discussion. I look at Russell Crowe. Happy New Year to you, to your party. Good luck with the quiz. Thanks for being with us today. Love you, and we'll see you on the other Cheers, side. Cheers, mate. Have a fantastic day. You mind and, yourself. Uh, 
I'm, I'm absolutely sure everything's going to go really well for you. Appreciate it. You look after yourself. Russell Crowe joining us live from his party in Sydney, Australia. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. Thank you to Dave Griffin, Griffith, I should say, who sent me a nice Instagram about bookshops around the place. Blackwell's in the UK is great, he says. A few stores around the place always pop in when over. But what I like is he also says, keep an eye an eye online at their signed books coming up to Christmas. That's great. I love a signed a copy of a book and I've got a few really nice ones. thanks Dave you sent that into my own Instagram which is InstaTuberty feel free to follow along and send in some messages um, and sign copies of books I love because I've had the pleasure and privilege of interviewing some great authors in the last 20 years um, and I've got a, a, a fairly big selection of bookshelves at home and among them are the signed ones but funny enough the one that I'm probably the proudest of from when I was um, gosh I was about 16 years old and I got to meet Roald Dahl in uh, in when he was in Dublin on a book signing tour, he was promoting multiple sclerosis charity that uh, the Readathon, and uh, somebody said he's he's here. Do you want to come in and meet him? I said yeah, and he was in his dressing room and we knocked on the door. Hello, I said yeah, Mr. Dal is a young lad here. I'd like to say hello to you. And he opened the door. And said, hello, I'm Roald Dahl. I said hello, and he was like the BFG. He was about five hundred feet tall and kind of stooped and interesting, otherworldly looking, and um, he signed my BFG. To Ryan Love Roald Dahl, 1989. So that's a special piece of um, biblio memorabilia, if you will. Uh, okay, what else we got for you? Just for independent bookstops, uh, Craig says, uh, mention Antonia's bookstore. We're, we're back in Ireland in Trim and County Meath for that. They are a great store to get lost among the bookshelves. Also involved at the festival bookstores. The Hinterland Festival, great festival, was involved in that a few years ago. Um, with a book on John F. Kennedy that I wrote back in what, about 10 years ago when Kennedy came to Ireland in 1963 and uh, it was a great visit. I always describe it as his plane landing on a grey and drizzly Dublin airport in June in our typical Irish summer and the plane opened and out he came and it was the equivalent of Oz coming to Kansas. And anyone who saw Kennedy coming off the plane said, uh, what was it like? They said, his teeth were so white. And his skin was so brown. And everyone's just kind of amazed by that. But anyway, uh, thank you for that. That's uh, the Trim uh, County Meath situation sorted there. Your show's getting better and better. Thank you, Trees. We're on a work in progress and we're enjoying ourselves getting there. You're enjoying the music today, as am I. And uh, you're loving the new year with us, which is wonderful. And last one uh, from Mark, who said this, my first WhatsApp to Virgin Radio. Great. Well, welcome aboard. And regarding good independent bookshops, I recommend Stoke Newington Bookshop. You'll love the coffee shops and the cafes and the pubs and restaurants on Stoke Newington High Road and Church Street. Uh, that is a great tip. Thanks, Mark, for that. And uh, keep them coming. They're great. Really enjoying it. We also have a, a voice message, which uh, I haven't heard yet, but it's uh, incoming. Hey, Ryan. Hello. Love listening to you in the mornings again. Love you too. Thought I'd send you a little bit of South Kerry love wow. here on the Ring of Kerry. Knocking a dubber. <laughs> Have a great day. What? And, and, and you? Is that the, the Ring of Kerry? What, what was the sound? It sounded like a. It sounded like a, like it sounded like maybe a pig was oinking or something like that. I mean, I'm not sure what it was, but whoever that 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 lady was, thank you. Uh, lovely to hear from you, and nice to hear the American accent of the Ring of Kerry. It's like it's like Johnny Cash, but Kerry, the Ring of Kerry. And we appreciate your message this morning. Loving them all. Remember that WhatsApp number. It's a beaut. Plus double four, treble three, double zero, treble three, double zero. 
The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. There's something happening with farmyard animals uh, on the show this week. Started off with Russell Crowe at the beginning of the week when he wanted to give us a sound of the, the ranch where he is in Australia. And he got his guests at his dinner party to, to make the following. Uh, he, he Let him tell the story. So for atmosphere, we, we, we thought you'd give you some animal sounds. Please. That was, that was nice. That was Tuesday. Uh, and then we get to Thursday, ambling along, you know, and enjoying life. And a lovely person called Susan sends in, as it happens, a, a video, beautiful footage of the Ring of Kerry in Ireland. Uh, she sent that into our WhatsApp group, which reminds me to tell you the number. It's so straightforward. Plus, plus do- <laughs> stand by. Plus double four, treble three, double O, treble three, double O. I could say zero because I was a letter, but let's keep going and uh, talk about this wonderful clip. And, and, and in the middle of a clip, the clip that Susan sent us, there was some class of animal made an appearance. Again, if we would. Why don't... Was, we're, we're missed. Somebody said it's Chewbacca happening to go for a walk that day on the wilds of Kerry. I thought it sounded like a pig. I've kind of redirected my way to the uh, bird kingdom. Ornithologically, it sounded like a goose. And uh, somebody else was saying it sounded like a, a deep-throated seagull. Let's talk to the woman herself. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Ryan. Well, I wasn't expecting to talk to you today. How, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I'm sensing an American accent, but that doesn't mean you're from there. Tell, who are you? I'm a Texan and proud of it. Oh, holy smoke. Don't <laughs> mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas women. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you doing in, in the county of Kerry? Well, Ryan, like so many others, I was on vacation 10 years ago yeah. and fell in love. And got married and moved to Waterville. Good. Oh, now Waterville is a place that your fellow countryman, uh, Charles Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin, used to go on his holidays there, go fishing. Isn't that exactly. Right? He owned houses. He came here often. You had a statue there. And you're enjoying life in Kerry. Are you missing Texas at all? Uh, occasionally, when it's about one degree and lashing rain, I do <laughs> kind of wish I was back in Austin. <laughs> and, not, and you know, it's funny because I was only talking to the younger generation the other day. Apparently, it, the, the capital of the world these days is Austin, Texas. People are moving out of New York to go to Austin. People are leaving Ireland, I know, and certainly the UK to go to Austin. Something's happening. Austin is having its imperial... Well, shocking as it sounds, some of us do leave Austin. <laughs> Well, that's it. You're going, they're coming. But but it sounds like an extraordinary place. Is that right? Is, is, it is. is. It's it's the best place in Texas, without a doubt. Okay, And, and you, it's probably the best place in the States. I'm sensing great pride, and yet you're living in Ireland. Now, t- tell me, you, you still have the vote. Do you have a postal vote? I do indeed okay. have the postal vote. Right. My, al- my ballot came two days after the election <laughs> last time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not much use to you, but I hope you get it in time yeah. for November this year. I hope so too. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, I won't get into <laughs> any more. True blue. Be, I, I <laughs> That's all I'll say. Pers- oh, true blue, I see where you're going. Okay, so, uh, so the, <laughs> the incumbent is safe in your house. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, okay, good. You're not, going to, you're not going down the other road. Okay, now do us all a favour. Put us out of our misery. Let's hear the sound once more if you wouldn't mind, Harry. What happened? Where where were you and what did you record? So I was on the bridge outside of Kerr-Savine on the Ring of Kerry Road. Yeah. And it's, as you can see, a beautiful, beautiful. view of Nakna Dubber, Pilgrim Path. Yeah. And that was a tractor. Uh, no, no animal. Uh, no, no animals heartbeat, were harmed in the making no of this clip. No through the veins. Can we, <laughs> hear it? Can, tractor. can we hear it again? <laughs> and a, a tractor made out of bullfrogs? A tractor that was flying past me. That's why it's only for a couple seconds. 
you know what? I was not expecting that. I, but I'm really happy that you clarified that for us, Susan. I mean, the world is so I probably would have jumped off the bridge if it was what it <laughs> sounds like. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Okay, Susan, that's all we needed to know. Thank goodness for that. We can all go to bed happy this evening. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. Okay, uh, now, don't forget that number, that beautiful WhatsApp number, plus double four, treble three, double zero, treble three, double zero. Loving to hear from you. And also, as we're kind of getting to know each other a little bit here on the airwaves, uh, we, 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 we took the microphone and roved it around the building here with Talk TV and Talk Sport and Times Radio and all our friends there and said to ask him a question. So do we have another question to ask? Ask me anything, anything. Hello, Ryan. It's Kate Lawler here. Welcome to Virgin Radio. Hey, I've got three questions for you because what? I just couldn't whittle it down to one. My first question is this. I'm a big fan of Tato's crisps. Oh, yeah. What's your favourite flavour Tato's Easy. crisp? Yeah. Oh. The second question yeah. is... Are you a dog or a cat person? Ooh. And my third question is, yeah. what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done oh, in public? Da, no, no, Be I, honest, please. Oh, God, I've been, in, I've been in the public eye for 25 years. I'm spoiled for choice. Uh, I, okay, uh, on the Tato Crisp, if you have never heard of them, Tato Crisps are kind of considered like the national crisp in Ireland, although there are others. Um, and the, 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 the flavour that people will talk about most is cheese and onion. It's great, and they're great. But the difficulty with cheese and onion crisps is they're antisocial, and there's no doubt about it. Um, so if you're in a cinema, or if you're in a relationship, uh, and you see cheese and, <laughs> cheese and onion, or if you're presenting a radio programme and your guest is about to come in, and you go, Hi. no, bad news. So they, they do do what's a smoky bacon type flavour. That, that's really delicious too, not as offensive. And then if you really want to play it safe, salt and vinegar. So thank you for that, uh, Kate. Uh, second question on the dog, or cat, dog, uh, definitely dog um, haven't had a dog for years and years and years but our family pet I always describe the family pet in people's lives as being the fifth beetle not quite in the band but definitely part of the group and uh, our dog our fifth beetle our George Martin if you will was uh, Ruskin he was an Irish red setter uh, he was beautiful he was dopey uh, he was fun and he was loyal as hell uh, so we used to love taking him down to the local beach and watch him run along the strand and the seagulls fluttering up into the sky as he bounced along pure joy tongue lolling out of the side of his mouth going I love life he said it in that exact accent he was nearly talking you know the way some dogs become so much part of who you are you can tell by a raise of the eyebrow or a look in the eye that, that they're nearly talking to so that's that um, and the final question was most embarrassing I'll try and keep this short but it is so bad it is and I'll try and stop talking about Paul McCartney in a minute but I got to meet Paul McCartney backstage at a gig in about 2001 and it was in Manchester and it was a press junket and we got to, to go along and I was so excited. Made a mistake of having a chicken sandwich before the meet and greet and that, that'll become apparent in a second. Got He comes into the room, to, there's a few journalists including myself, he comes in, I don't know what to do. I'm, 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 so, I'm so starstruck. I have listened to all his music. I bought the music that probably his family didn't buy. You know, it was just like off the ground and flowers in the dirt and all these albums I loved. And I, as soon as he said hello, I shook his hand and then I started patting his shoulder and, and like, like on repeat. And he was kind of looking kind of sideways going, what are you doing? I said, I'm just nothing. I'm just touching your shoulder. And then he's, I said, can we have a photo? He said, not really. Don't really do photographs. And I said to the to one of the guys with us, just take the photograph. I can't believe it. I'm, like, I actually went quite, quite odd. And, Someone took the picture. So it's me with chicken in my teeth, stupid haircut, horrible shirt, patting him on the shoulder and him looking at the camera going, no. So it looks like he's doing that Paul McCartney thing with the finger, which is like, Doo! but actually he's saying, no. 
and me standing there looking m- m- maniacal. The eyes are like on stalks. The chicken, it is. That is that embarrassing enough for you? And I have the picture. And do you know where it is? On the ground, in a frame, facing the wall. True story. This is The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Thanks for listening to The Ryan Tuberty Show podcast with Paddy Power Games. Catch you next week. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio.